The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Guess what? You're listening to Grinding Gears with Pete and Aaron. Right here on Radio Southland 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Capity. Also on iTunes and Spotify, or you can stream us on accessmedia.nz and check out our Facebook page. Just search Grinding Gears. This week we're uh, starting uh, with uh, most Kiwis Bane, and one that's gotten much worse, probably because of greed, and that's the price of frickin' gas. To be myself 
You're on Radio South and I'm 6.4 and Coast Access Radio up in Capity. This is Grinding Gears with Pete and Darren. Your weekly show about cars and drivers, enthusiasts and the obsessed. Uh, and this evening, Kiwi drivers have been urged not to switch to lower grade petrol to save money as fuel prices skyrocket to insane levels. So let's start with the old elephant in the studio, the freaking price of gas again. Now, once again, despite promises of commissions and committees to get to the bottom of the price of gas in New Zealand, we've once again been let down by the government's complete lack of planning ahead to keep the average Kiwi and uh, you know in the money, and the, the massive jump yet again in the cost of living. Oh, mainly spread, we have to say, about profiteering from petroleum by big oil. Yeah, do we even get any gas from Russia? Well, I don't know if we do. No, I don't think we do. <laughs> yeah, everyone's blaming Putin, and it is his fault in a way, but we won't really go into this car show, not a yeah, kind of freaking politicians. Yeah, yeah, but the fact is, New Zealand is an exp- expensive place to live, and thanks to the powers that be, have gotten things much worse. Uh, when everything is is taxed to heck and more taxes added, you'd think that the government would give us a break. And to be fair, they made an announcement on Monday. Yes, the Prime Minister actually announced they would slash, according to the headline, the fuel tax by 25 cents per litre, which went into effect almost immediately, plus cut the cost of public transport by a good half, which is freaking excellent. Now, as much as it would have helped being perhaps 25% off the price of gas, uh, and bus fares could do with being more reasonable, there is a catch. It will only last for three months. Yeah, and if you look at the price of gas, which got up to around about $3.20. Maybe more, to be honest. It was really getting high. Some places it was up to three thirty. And I'm not going to say yeah, which Yeah, so to put me blinders on for some of that. Yeah, plus then it drops down to uh, around about three bucks again, which is okay, but uh, how long is that going to last? Well, three months not taking into account further rises as they haven't. And keep in mind, over half of us, or over half of what we pay in gas here is tax. And, um, of, and of course, there's the electric car propaganda which is uh, lurking around in the background. Yeah, it seems a bit convenient. But in another article, we found it stated that drivers are being urged not to give in to the temptation to fuel up with lower-grade petrol to save a buck. Now, since Russia invaded Ukraine for some bloody reason, petrol prices have been volatile. Not because of the war, but perhaps because the rich are trying to scare us into panic buying. Well, they're kind of laughing their asses off, counting with all notes. So... Global benchmark Brent Crude reported its biggest decline since April 2020. That's decline, but that was just a couple of days after hitting a 14-year high at over 139 a barrel. Despite the drop, Brent Crude is now hovering around 110 US a barrel. That's US bloody dollars, of course. Yeah, and with petrol prices likely to hit more new record highs in the coming weeks... The Motor Industry Association, the MIA, is warning New Zealanders not to consider using low-grade fuel in their car requires. Yes, the MRA, MIA, hmm, missing an action there a little bit, excuse the pun, says owners of cars that require a higher grade of fuel, such as 95 or 98, risk doing long-term damage to their engine if they use a lower grade of petrol than is recommended. We can relate, especially you, Aaron, and you flash new beamer. Yeah. And don't forget, the higher the octane, the less actual gas you use because it's burning more efficiently. Yeah, Mark Stockdale, MIA Principal Technical Advisor, reckons owners of cars that require higher octane petrol may be tempted to use 91 octane to save a few bucks. 
but it is a false economy. If you uh, use a lower grade than required, you risk damaging the engine, which will cost far more than any savings in the price of fuel. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Stockdale says cars that require higher octane fuel are not designed to run on a lower grade petrol, and major damage can result from regular use. The MEA says approximately 20% of new petrol cars uh, require a minimum of 95 uh, octane. But basically the bottom line is if you use 95 or 98 now, even 100 every now and then, but uh, stick with stick with at least 98. We know that's good for Europeans yeah. and Japanese cars. Yeah, yeah. Run a lot better on it. Yeah, uh, earlier on Friday, Hamilton-based fuel supplier uh, Y-Tomo Group warned the unprecedented price increases. Uh, internationally, I mean... Petrol is about to get radically more expensive. Managing Director Jimmy Ormsby said, Today we have been advised by our supplier that prices are increasing, with the biggest single jump in our wholesale pricing in my time. We can absorb all that rise ourselves, so pump prices are going to have to respond. Uh, Ormsby warned a jump of this level will hurt customers and businesses big time. Another kick in the nuts and the government really could be helping more with. Inflation just makes the dollar worth less, so watch as the prices for food and water and other essentials also skyrocket. He even added, get in now and fill up as much as you can. We will supply as much as we can at the lower price until 6pm. But from then on, prices will start climbing, reflecting the unprecedented price increase we have received. Mm, well, we hope you did at the time, because it's too late now, New Zealand. Welcome to the bike lane. And on that note, we're taking a break to bang our heads on the table. Be right back.
you're still here and hopefully so are you. This is Grinding Gears with Pete and Aaron coming to you from Radio South and 96.4 and Coast Access Radio Capity. It's your grassroots car show. And the much-anticipated 2023 Toyota GR Corolla is about to debut in the US within months, according to some leaked documents. Yeah, information on Toyota's upcoming Corolla performance model has been revealed at the 2023 Toyota GR Corolla. Could be in America showrooms by as soon as October, according to information shown on a leaked internal document. Yes, and also in a now-removed video posted to YouTube by a channel-driven district, Toyota's upcoming GR Corolla hot hatch appears to be going on sale in the US this October, suggesting, though, its unveiling will likely happen in the coming months. Yeah, as reported previously on the GR Corolla will borrow its 1.6-litre three-cylinder turbocharged engine from the GR Yaris, along with its all-wheel drive and six-speed manual transmission. But with rumours suggesting an increase to 221 kilowatts could be on the cards. Well, Corolla is a bigger car. Yeah. However, a teaser photo from November filled with Easter eggs apparently hinted at details of the upcoming GR Roller, including climate control display, which had a number 2 on the left and 68 on the right. Maybe referencing a 268 horsepower or 200 kilowatt power figure. Yeah, a recent report from Japanese magazine Best Car suggests an automatic transmission may eventually be offered from 2024. Though it's not clear at this stage whether Toyota will employ the traditional uh, torque converter or auto, the CVT, as currently found in the Corolla or a dual-clutch automatic transmission favoured by uh, competitors in the hot hatch segment. Mmm, getting them pedal shifters going. Well, US uh, buyers may get their hands on the 2023 GR Roller from October. It's not known when the much-anticipated model will be available here in New Zealand. But we'd expect its official unveiling, m- hopefully months just after it. Yeah, well, now to the electric market, which is looking better all the time. Um, though... Maybe that's the idea. Mm. So in a world's first, battery-grade lithium for vital, which is vital for the electric vehicles, is being produced from uh, mica and granite. Yeah, British Lithium has produced lithium at a pilot scale from the mica and granite in its new government-backed pilot plant near Roshan, Cornwall, England. Yeah, the UK is going to require all new cars to be electric by 2030. Uh, lithium carbonate is key component in the electric car's batteries. Uh, this latest achievement will help them pave the way for a domestic supply chain for electric vehicle batteries in the UK. British Lithium explains their pilot method of lithium extraction at its uh, pilot plant, which was built over seven months and funded by government innovation agency Innovate UK. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're a unique pilot plant approach incorporates all processing stages from quarrying through to the high purity lithium carbonate production this includes crushing grinding and benefiting the ore which we're not totally sure what that means custom built electronic calcination at low temperatures acid free leaching which is always better not to have acid running around in things and multiple purification steps that include ion exchange. Yeah, mm. the, yeah, the company will manufacture 5 kilograms or 11 pounds of the lithium carbonate per day from early 2020, 2022 in its uh, pilot plant, which it says is enough to demonstrate its commercial value to customers. Once the process is fully developed, British Lithium will begin to work on building a full-scale plant. 
Well, British lithium chair Roderick Smith reckons their goal is to produce 21,000 tonnes of battery-grade lithium carbonate each year. At the moment, they will be the only lithium producer in the world to be quarrying and refining on site, which, hey, adds sustainability to the project. Yeah, 21,000 tonnes of uh, is around one-third of the total lithium supply that the UK is expected to need to meet the future demands uh, for the electric vehicles. Uh, Smith says British lithium will considerably ramp up operations over the next two to three years and will be in a full-scale lithium production within three to five years. And this achievement really is a big deal for Britain, which has uh, the possibly most over-ambitious electric car deadline of 2030. It's also great for the Cornish economy, which is a history of tin and copper mining. So it will actually create new jobs in a region, in a region that now actually relies heavily on tourism. Yeah, in recent years, Australia has been the most important supplier of lithium, followed by Chile, China, and then Argentina. Uh, having a domestic supply of lithium in the UK will give the country a big boost in the transition to electrification. Right on. And while we're sucking from the electric teat, Tesla has officially been asked to disable its boombox feature when in drive, as the NHTSA deems it a safety risk. Yeah, yep. Tesla was hit by yet another recall the other day by... As uh, NHTSA asked the automaker to disable its boombox feature, which allows the drivers to play sounds through their car's external speakers and drive, as the agency believes it is a safety risk. Well, the boombox feature is more than a year old at this point, since it was introduced in Tesla's 2020 holiday update. I wonder if it's got any freaking Christmas jingles. Yeah, using uh, the external speakers meant for pedestrians' warning sounds, which you need. Yeah, yeah, people keep getting run over by them. Yeah, because you can't hear them coming. Uh, the boombox feature enables Tesla drivers to play pre-selected sounds through those speakers. However, it sounds like the NHTSA was never a big fan of the feature and has been discussing it with Tesla over the last year. Uh, the new timeline released by the NHTSA showed uh, that Tesla tried hard to defend the feature, but ultimately agreed to disable it when the vehicle is moving. So... Here it goes. On or about December 24th, 2020, Tesla began deploying firmware release 2020.48.25 over the air to affected vehicles. This release introduced Boombox. On January 15, 2021, the NHTSA issued information request in brackets OA-141-210105. <laughs> close brackets to investigate boombox compliance with the FMVSS 141 the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard number 141 <laughs> minimum sound requirements for hybrid and electric vehicles on February 5th 2021 Tesla responded to the information request explaining feature performance and demonstrating its compliance with FMVSS 141 over the next several months Tesla responded to additional information requests from the NHTSA and participated in a number of virtual meetings with the agency on September 9th 2021 NHTSA must have got bored and upgraded the investigation to a preliminary evaluation or PE 141-210104 and requested additional information from Tesla relating to Boombox's compliance with the aforementioned M 
FMVSS141. Uh, on October 18, 2021, Tesla responded to the NHTSA's request for further demonstrating and defending the tests performed in a rational used to determine boombox compliance with the FMVSS141. On January 27th and 28th, 2022, in it, HTSA and Tesla further discussed Boombox's compliance with FMVSS 141. On uh, January 29, 2022, Tesla decided to voluntarily recall and disable Boombox functionality in drive, neutral, and reverse modes with an over the air firmware update. Hmm. Interestingly, though, in the safety recall notice in HTSA, admits that the feature results in making the car even more noticeable, which is a kind of the goal of the pedestrian warning sound, or PWS as I've called it now. Yeah. But it still deemed it a safety risk for non-compliance with the PWS re- uh, regulation. And in their words... Uh, well, the burn box can enhance the conspicuity of the vehicle to pedestrians. A vehicle that uses burn box when in motion may cause the PWS to be non-compliant with the FMV SS141 which could increase the risk of collision. Tesla is not aware of any crashes, injuries, fatalities related to this condition. Mm, you think the thing if you play in like something through your boombox feature, you'd be more noticeable and less likely to get crashed into. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, the safety recall affects over half a million cars. Every Tesla vehicle in the US with a boombox feature, basically. We wonder what the... Uh, We'll exchange over some extra trivial actually cost the Yankee taxpayer to have these officials sitting around the table for, what was that, a couple of years? Yeah, yeah this is Tesla's fourth NHTSA recall in just a few weeks, but they all only require an over-the-air software update. Well, that's not so bad then. And that is us for another week. Uh, I have to go sell a kidney to fill up the bloody car. So till next week, don't be a dick, make it click.
The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.